Dory had to take three buses, one to Kincardine, where she waited for the one to London, where she waited again for the city bus out to the facility. She started the trip on a Sunday at nine in the morning. Because of the waiting times between buses, it took her till about two in the afternoon to travel the hundred-odd miles. All that sitting, either on the buses or in the depots, was not a thing she should have minded. Her daily work was not of the sitting-down kind. She was a chambermaid at the Blue Spruce Inn. She scrubbed bathrooms and stripped and made beds and vacuumed rugs and wiped mirrors. She liked the work. It occupied her thoughts to a certain extent and tired her out so that she could sleep at night. She was seldom faced with a really bad mess, though some of the women she worked with could tell stories to make your hair curl. These women were older than she was, and they all thought she should try to work her way up. They told her she should get trained for a job behind the desk while she was still young and decent-looking. But she was content to do what she did. She didn't want to have to talk to people. None of the people she worked with knew what had happened. Or if they did, they didn't let on. Her picture had been in the paper. They'd used the picture he took of her and the three kids, the new baby, Dimitri, in her arms, and Barbara Ann and Sasha on either side, looking on. Her hair had been long and wavy and brown then, natural in curl and color, as he liked it, and her face bashful and soft a reflection less of the way she was than of the way he wanted to see her. Since then, she had cut her hair short and bleached and spiked it, and she had lost a lot of weight, and she went by her second name now, Fleur. Also, the job they had found for her was in a town a good distance away from where she used to live. This was the third time she had made the trip. The first two times, he had refused to see her. If he did that again, she would just quit trying. Even if he did see her, she might not come again for a while. She was not going to go overboard. As a matter of fact, she didn't really know what she was going to do. On the first bus, she was not too troubled, just riding along and looking at the scenery. She had grown up on the coast, where there was such a thing as spring— but here, winter jumped almost directly into summer. A month ago, there had been snow, and now it was hot enough to go bare-armed. Dazzling patches of water lay in the fields, and the sunlight was pouring down through the naked branches. On the second bus, she began to feel jittery, and she couldn't help trying to guess which of the women around her might be bound for the same place. They were women alone, usually dressed with some care, maybe to make themselves look as if they were going to church. The older ones looked like they belonged to strict, old-fashioned churches where you had to wear a skirt and stockings and some sort of hat, while the younger ones might have been part of a livelier congregation which accepted pantsuits, bright scarves, earrings, and puffy hairdos. Dory didn't fit into either category. In the whole year and a half she had been working, she had not bought herself a single new piece of clothing. She wore her uniforms at work and her jeans everywhere else. 
She had got out of the way of wearing makeup because he hadn't allowed it. And now, though she could have, she didn't. Her spikes of corn-colored hair didn't suit her bony, bare face, but it didn't matter.